0: Is your business worth saving? Welcome to Business Rescue Roadmap, providing new approaches to your business, how to avoid pitfalls, and proven methods to take your business to the top. Save your business, rescue your life with your host and business coach, Stacey Tushel. You are listening to the Business Rescue Roadmap, episode number 121. I'm your host, Stacey Tushel, and on today's show, we have Diane Gardner. She is a best-selling author, and her expertise lies in the area of tax planning. Her goal is to make sure that successful entrepreneurs across the United States are paying the least amount of income tax they legally should be paying. Her goal is to save taxes one business at a time through the use of proactive tax planning. So we have a great show planned for you today today. Diane, welcome to the show. So happy to have you here. Oh, thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Now, I know I said this is a great show, and some people are thinking, oh, taxes, numbers. It doesn't sound the best. However, the reason I love it is because when you start working with a phenomenal tax coach, a tax planner, a CPA You're going to start to see how this can really work for you. So I'm excited to have Diane share her expertise with us today. So if you are ready to dive in, I would love to kind of start my questions with the section I call Commit to Win or Cut Your Losses. And it just takes us back to the story of how you kind of started this business and what made you think to do it and how did you get to where you are today?
1: Well, Stacey, I'm going to... Maybe not go clear back to when I started the business, but how about when I reinvented my business? Yes, even better. That's even better. Yeah, that was back as we were headed into the years of the recession, 2008, 9, 10, when things were looking pretty bleak to a lot of business owners. Unfortunately, a lot of my clients had been affected by that recession and had gone out of business. Or we're going out of business or we're trying to hang on by their fingernails and toenails or whatever they had. (laughs) And it was affecting my business because they couldn't pay their bills. They couldn't afford for us to help them, but they needed the help. And so we we were dying on the vine too because they were dying on the vine. And so I realized at that point in time that I had to do something different. What I had been doing for years wasn't working. And in the process of doing that, I had to learn how to market, number one, which accountants stink at that. So that was, it was fun to get to learn how to do that. And then number two, I needed to find a new niche. My niche of just kind of the blue collar business owner was, had been really good to me over the years, but they are very affected by the economy. And so I needed to find a niche of people who maybe were a little bit more insulated, which meant looking outside my geographic area. Because I'm in a small town in northern Idaho. And so that sent me out on my quest of how do I learn a new skill or increase a skill I already had. Which is how I headed into the area of becoming a certified tax coach. Because I've always worked in taxes and accounting and, and worked with my clients and stuff. But I didn't have that real specialty that set me apart from all the other accountants out there. And then once I got that part figured out, then I had to learn how do you work outside my geographic area? And that's what drove me to start writing books and getting interviewed. And now we, we now work
0: nationwide. We've got clients from Rhode Island to Hawaii. Well, and it just goes to show when you really start to set yourself apart as this expert, you are the go-to expert in this specific niche. Your, your business is going to grow. It is. Right.
1: Right. And, And by working outside my geographic area, if my area is hit hard economically, another area isn't hit quite so hard.
0: Right. so we start insulating yourself just a little bit. Right. And you mentioned that this reinvented itself back in the recession. And here's the thing. The businesses that didn't reinvent themselves are probably not around today because you had to really figure out how is this going to work? How are you going to work with people who are going through something very different than in past years? Right. We had kind of what we call a new normal back then. Absolutely. That's a great phrase. Now, I would love to ask you, Diane, what's one or two personal strengths that you would say you really bring to the table in your business?
1: Well, as a part of that reinventing myself, I had to learn how to control my calendar, which subsequently I had to learn how to time block. And by time blocking, uh, for those who aren't familiar with that, you actually schedule chunks of time on your calendar to do certain projects or tasks, whether it's working on your business or in your business. And they are as important as if you had an appointment with a customer or a client or whatever. And so when that time period is up, I have to stop and I have to go do the next task that I have on that list. And that has allowed me to write, I think I've got eight books out there now. Um, We're interviewed constantly. I have a very thriving practice I travel and speak at conferences as well as attend conferences. I couldn't do that before because I was the tail wagging the dog type of thing. Yes now I control my calendar. So that was huge learning how to control that calendar.
0: Yeah. And it can be really hard when you have these set days and times that you want to do it. And then all of a sudden you get a a great opportunity, you know, you're being interviewed somewhere, but then they have a strict schedule. So now you've got to be flexible and you've got to work that out. So it's, it's so great that you really have that nailed down because I can tell you are an incredibly busy woman. I appreciate your time being here today. So thank you so much. Now I want to dive into the money section, which we're going to talk definitely talk taxes here uh, money is so important in our business and it' sometimes we don't like to talk about it we don't want to know the numbers we don't want to know how bad it is but I really want to dive in because taxes are such a huge thing that a lot of us don't think about so now in your your um, practice what you're doing specifically, is there some common mistakes that your entrepreneurs are making that maybe mine could listen to and get some advice on? You bet there are. And, and, it, and
1: I see them all the time. So I've kind of nailed it down to about 10 of them that I see the most often. And the first at the top of that list is just not even realizing that they can plan, that by a little bit of planning, they can save a lot of money. That seems to be a very foreign concept. People are used to walking into their pre-tax repairer with, here's my information, and they walk out with a tax return and a bill that they owe a bunch of money. And they don't realize that if with some advanced planning, they can change that outcome. And and that kind of is a whole mindset shift to to look at that as an investment in the future of your business. So once we get past that mindset shift, and they start realizing that, yeah, let's start doing some planning, Then we're looking at things like the potential of writing off all of your medical expenses through your business. Most people have never even heard of that as an option. Now, it doesn't apply to every business and it doesn't apply to every entity type. But when it works, it's magic. Or how about the potential of writing off your kids' private school or summer camps, football camp, baseball camp, whatever – writing those types of things off through your business by hiring your kids to work in your business.
0: I love that you brought that up because so many people don't know about that. But yes, you absolutely can hire your kids to work in your business. And there's so many great ways to do that. So I'm so glad you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, and it's things that we don't think about. We're so busy doing or and dealing with the kids that we don't realize that maybe there's a way we can bring them into our business. Not only are we teaching them how to do business, in the future, they're you know, they're budding entrepreneurs, but we're also teaching them maybe how to handle their some finances, we're giving them some responsibility and commitment, how to finish a project when you start it. So many lessons us as business owners and entrepreneurs we can teach our children by pulling them into our businesses. Another great thing is you can take that money that you're paying that child and maybe stick it in Roth IRA for them and let it just sit there year after year after year after year, and hopefully they can contribute some t- on the way but when they hit retirement age you know 40 50 years down the road how much money has that grown to it's it's phenomenal what that can do for them absolutely so then I see a lot of mistakes that people miss out on their vehicle or mileage expenses just because they don't realize that they should be keeping a written mileage log Or that they have choices, whether they take the standard mileage deduction or actually look at taking actual costs, depending on the type of vehicle that they're driving. Uh, We see a lot missed in the meals and entertainment area. So many people don't realize that when you do home entertaining for your customers, your clients, your prospects, that 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 can be a write-off for you. You just got to keep some good records on it. And and that's when they always forget. It's like, yeah, I had people over for several times for a barbecue or for a whatever. And I didn't even think about it. It's like, well, you probably lost several hundred dollars worth of a deduction right there because I'm not thinking about these extra little things that most accountants aren't
0: talking about. Well, and there's been times where I'll even go meet a business owner where we're just going to, you know, network and talk about business and we'll go to Starbucks and I'll see her pull out cash to pay and not keep a receipt. Or, you know, there's just so many little yeah. things like that where I can tell people don't know this is a write-off.
1: They don't. And they're not thinking. They're They just get so busy doing that they're not thinking, not realizing, save that receipt. And if you've lost the receipt, IRS says if it's less than $75, you don't have to have the receipt, but you have to have five pieces of information. You have to have the date, the place, which would be your Starbucks or wherever, the dollar amount that you spent, who you met with, and what your topic of conversation was that's business related. So if you have that in some sort of a calendar, a day timer, a note, whatever, you know, so that you could still take that. It's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to save the receipt. Chances are you still could can rescue that as a deduction. But as long as you do it before you forget about the item actually happening.
0: Right. And you know what's so funny? Now, that might have just sounded like a lot of information, like who's going to keep all of that info? However you most likely in your, let's say I use Google Calendar, I use my, my calendar on my phone, you most likely have that information already saved. And the dollar amount probably is on your credit card receipt that you could easily track. So it's not as difficult as you're thinking. No, not at all. Absolutely. Great. Well, these are such helpful tips. I'm so happy that you're sharing them. Before we move on, I just want to take a quick moment and thank one of our sponsors. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is my go-to audiobook tool of choice, and I listen to my Audible app every day. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash business rescue roadmap. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash business rescue roadmap for your free audiobook today. All right, we are back with Diane Gardner. Diane, I'm so excited that you're here, and just really opening up our eyes and making sure that are we really taking the steps that we need to to say. I mean, making money is important, but saving money is just as important. So I love that we're talking about this today. Now we were just going through some of those tips. Are there anything that we anything that we missed that we really want to cover? Well, Stacey, we didn't get a
1: chance to talk about retirement planning. I know so many entrepreneurs, small business owners get so wrapped up in their business and 20 or 30 years later all of a sudden they're staring retirement in the face and they haven't prepared for it. They were just banking on the fact that their business is going to be worth X amount of dollars and that's that's it. They were, you know, they just had their they were in the trenches the whole time. And I see that with my own clients. So we're always trying to talk to them about their choices and getting them to start early. Whether they're contributing to a SEP or to a simple or even to a, maybe a solo 401k or, or a traditional 401k if they've got a big enough company. But start making that commitment early on that even if you can only put a small amount away, at least you're putting something in and over time. It's got time to grow and starting to work on looking at retirement way before you're actually getting there and not just leaving it for, for chance because we never know you know, if the social security system will even be out there when we hit retirement age. So we can't bank on that like our, our parents and grandparents did. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, I want to ask you too, just a little bit about your marketing, how you're getting out there, how you're talking to your specific niche. So what has been maybe your one or two best ways to get in front of your ideal audience? Well, Stacey, probably the best thing that
1: headed me down the road of finding my ideal audience was becoming an author. Once I was able to have a couple of books that made bestseller lists. And so, you know, I'm now I'm a bestselling author that has helped tremendously because it helps wade through a lot of wannabes or looky loos or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and it helps you filter down to the people who really are the recipients for your message. And, you know, I really can't do much to help somebody who's just started a business and they're not making any money yet. But somebody who's been in business for a little while, who's making some money and now they're going, now I'm paying a ton of tax. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And that's the kind of person that we can say, let me sit down and talk to you. Let's do that free tax analysis that we offer and see if we can come up with some ideas and some suggestions for you. And, you know, but until I became an author, I didn't have the ability to, to vet out these people. And so I was getting, you know, people just coming in my office and calling me and I was wasting so much time on just talking anybody and everybody, you know, that's kind of, if they have a pulse, they're your customer or they're your client, and that's not a good way to do business. So becoming the author was really the thing
0: that headed me down the road to where I am today. Well and you know I want to bring up a story too that I can share. I everybody gets tax returns, you know, you're so used to every year you get money back. Well all of a sudden my business started to take off and I was bringing in a lot of money. And that first year that I really was profitable, man, did I get hit with not a refund, but I owed the government money. And I was just, I was blown away because I was so excited. I finally had reached this level of success. I was making a lot of money and all of a sudden I had to hand over a pretty large chunk of money. So, it is so important to stay up to date on all of this information because when you finally do start bringing in income, you have to make sure that you're not paying it all back to the government. Right. Because if you do nothing, you can potentially give them about 40 to 50% of it, of yes. your net profit,
1: depending on what state you're living in. And that hurts. You oh know? my goodness. It it's, it's
0: brutal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, I want to ask you a little bit about um, people. We always talk about your in-the-people business. So I want to talk about your team. Do you do all of this on your own? Do you have people that work for you, that help in your office? Please share a little bit that way. I have a huge team that works with me. They're
1: not all in my office. In my office, there's just six of us. Um, I have a couple admin type helpers in my office, you know, front desk, and then an admin. I got a couple bookkeepers and a tax preparer, but then other than that, I have a couple virtual assistants. I have somebody who helps me line up all of my interviews because I don't have time to go find them myself. And it's kind of it's where I can you do what you do best and let somebody else do the rest. I have somebody who helps me with my website. I've got somebody else who helps me with a lot of my social media. I've got somebody else who works on any of the Facebook campaigns and stuff that we do because I don't even know how to do that stuff. And I don't need to know. I just need to know that, you know, so-and-so's got my back. I've got Absolutely. Um, attorneys that I work with. I've got business coaches that I work with who can work with my clients in areas that's needed. I've got financial planner type people, insurance people. So I've got a huge team out there that allows me to offer my clients that whole enchilada type package because I can send them off to go talk to so-and-so if I can't do it myself I sent so many people to my virtual assistant right right I don't even know how she does it just here here's her contact information
0: you know contact her I'm sure she can help you she's helping me (laughs) Now, I'm sure you came from a very similar situation as I did. I started in a brick and mortar. I have 40 employees that are locally with me. And then I came into the online space a few years ago and I had to figure out how to hire virtual assistants and how to make this work because they don't need to be living in your specific area. So tell me how you found your specific virtual assistants that are doing this for you. Well, I found my first one through my, a mastermind group that I belong to. Oh, great.
1: And then from there on Facebook, I have joined a couple of virtual assistant groups, which has been wonderful because when I've needed an editor on a book or I've needed a formatter on a book, I just go out to that group and it's like, okay, guys, this is what I need. Who can help me? And several of them will raise their hand and then you're able to kind of pick somebody. But I have that's where I have usually found most of my people is these virtual assistant groups or other coaches. Um, I've got a couple on a couple of those groups on Facebook and you'll hear them, uh, referring
0: certain people around. It's like, Oh, I could use that service. And so (laughs) you grab them that way too. Yeah. I have not been exclusively in a group that is just virtual assistants. So that's really interesting. Good to know. I'm glad that you shared that with my audience. I'm sure many of them are going, Ooh, I need to get in there too. And They
1: let me in, which like I'm an accountant and they let me in, which was really (laughs) cool.
0: Well, and I think a lot of those, they're, they're almost like matchmaking services. They're trying to have you, you know, be in there with the group of people that actually need your services too. So it makes sense. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So it's been a great resource. Perfect. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Now, before we go, I do have a couple of quick questions that I always like to ask. And the first is, what do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur? That's always a tough one because
1: I enjoy probably the ability to make quick decisions. And not get stuck into a group and committee and all that kind of stuff that can happen when you work for a company. Um, I always say I'm totally unemployable. Um, I've been making those shoot from the hip type decisions my whole life that I just couldn't imagine working for, a, like especially a big corporation or something where you had to you know wait for upper management, middle management, and everybody to, to confer. It's like by that time, that opportunity has long gone down the road. So probably that ability just to make those really quick decisions that you need to make and know that, you know, you answer to yourself, you know, you're totally accountable for your own choices. Mm -hmm, Definitely. What is the most challenging part for you? Finding good help as part of my team. Um, I I struggle a lot with finding, especially the the people that I actually need to work in my office, making sure that I've got a team who interacts well with my clients, a team who has got the skill level that I need them to have. We live in a little small town of about 6,000 people, so it makes it a challenge. It's a little bit easier when you're in a bigger city because you have more people to choose
0: from. So yeah, finding that staff is always a challenge. Do you have a go-to online tool that you use, whether it's to help you save your business or rescue your life?
1: I'm going to say it would be Outlook. And I know that's not very fun and jazzy or anything, <laughs> but I live by that calendar. And it's on my phone. It's on my
0: computer. It's on my laptop. I mean, my Outlook is with me everywhere I go. Yeah, it's, it's just too hard to schedule something unless I have my phone with me to look it up. You bet. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm helpless without it. Because I've learned to you know, to always refer back to that calendar. And I generally, I don't book anything myself. My admin team books me. And so you know, I'm always having to look cause I, because I'm not the one making those appointments generally.
0: I don't even know if I'm booked in that space or not absolutely. Well, and that's why your time blocking is so important because if you have somebody else doing your schedule, you need to make sure that you've got that time blocked out for your really important tasks. Correct. Right. Otherwise they just fill me up with appointments. Right. (laughs) Like ladies, I need some time to work here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. One last solid piece of advice that you'd give to an entrepreneur really looking to level up their business. Build a team,
1: build a high level, you know, star quality team around yourself Because as a, as an entrepreneur, business owner, we think we can do it all and we can do a whole bunch of it, but we may not be able to do it very successfully because I know I'm so guilty of that in my, especially in my early years thinking I can't afford this help. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. and would try to do it myself. And now that I've learned to delegate and I've learned to invest in my business by paying others to do things, we get so much more done and it's just phenomenal. The difference. So build a
0: team, a really great team. Yeah, and it's it's so incredible when I can kind of, I was doing a project this morning and I was setting it all up, really getting the pieces that only I could do. But then after that to say, okay, I did the first one. Could you go do the other 30 of these just like it? It's just so nice that I can multiply my work by so much more than what I could do personally.
1: Right, and that allows us to have a bigger effect or a bigger
0: reach out there as we're helping others. Absolutely so important. Very, yeah. Now, Diane, before we go, I would love to have you tell my audience a little bit more about where they can find you. Um, I know you you offer some really incredible things. So if you would love to share that, I would love to hear it. Well, thank you, Stacey. I'd love to share that. The best place for them to find me
1: is at www.taxcoachforyou.com, and that's using the number four. Out there, you can pick up a free copy of my book, The 10 Most Expensive Mistakes That Cost You Thousands, and those are all the tax-related things we were talking about a little bit earlier oh perfect yeah we also offer a free tax analysis to anybody who is in that spot that we were talking about where all of a sudden you're making some money in your business and you feel like you're paying it all all your profits out in tax you know we'd love to do a free tax analysis for people and just come up with some tips and stuff and have that you know probably a 30 minute conversation as to here's what i'm seeing on your tax return Most accountants don't take that time to sit down and do that with you. And you just get handed that tax return because it's in the height of tax season. You get handed that tax
0: return. Here's how much you owe the government next. And they take the next person in line. Yeah, for sure. And you know what I want to mention too is even if you think, no, I'm doing great. I have a great tax advisor, a great CPA, whatever you're saying right now. Trust me, if you just have her even double check it, I've been in that situation where I've had somebody look at my finances and my taxes and and actually save me $600. They went back and said, if I amend this for you, I'll do it for free. I'm going to save you. I'm going to get you a refund check of $600. And then next year, I can probably save you between this and this amount. And my, my CPA really did. That following year, he saved me about $8,000 on my tax return. So I'm definitely encouraging anybody out there that's in that situation, talk with Diane, set that up because you just, you don't know what you don't know. And it's so great to have somebody to compare it to. And Stacey, we do that kind of stuff all the
1: time. And it's so fun to grab one of those returns and amend it get them some cash back right up
0: front and then work with them over the next course of the next few years and save them a a bunch of money. Yeah. I can't tell you how much money I have saved since I've switched over. So it is a really, really great idea. So I love that you offer that, Diane. Thank you so much for sharing that with my audience today. And thank you so much just for, again, you know, filling me, me into your busy schedule. I know you've got a lot going on, so we appreciate your time here. Oh, thanks for having me on your program. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Business Rescue Roadmap. Be sure to visit StacyTushel.com for more free content, videos, and online courses like the Get Focused Academy that helps you let go of distractions and take the action necessary to achieve your dreams. We look forward to helping you save your business and rescue your life here on the Business Rescue Roadmap.